1: End of week four, day 15, with our Eagles camp recap. With NFL insider John McMullen, co-host of Birds 365, and of course, our camp report here across football 24-7. No fan practice tonight because of Hurricane Andre uh, and the storms that carried through the Delaware Valley, Uh, but the Eagles practice tonight, and uh, we'll get a quick update from John McMullen about how that all played out. Will the practice for the fans be rescheduled or any of that?
2: Uh, No, um, the the practice is not going to be rescheduled for the fans. So obviously a little disappointment from that aspect. Uh, This is actually the last practice open in its entirety to the media. Um, We go into regular season mode after Friday night's game against the New York Jets uh, and that's where we get to see about 20 minutes of practice uh, each day uh, and that's it Um, so from that perspective obviously uh, only two open practices uh, this year scheduled one of them cancelled and it never rained by the way Uh, so I I think there's going to be some rain a little bit later Uh, so maybe it maybe uh if you look at the radar and I haven't looked at it recently obviously the practice was scheduled at seven o'clock the Eagles moved it up to five o'clock uh in their practice bubble at the Novocare complex again um did not rain at all but maybe the fields were a little bit uh mucked up from from the rain before uh but yeah fans are out of luck there is No more open practices, no reschedule. Um, This is it. John, if I use my quick math
1: and a quick calculation on this being the last practice, the end of week four, day 15, at a 70-minute average, I'm coming up with 43.75 hours of work during this entire first training camp under head coach Nick Sirianni. It's not scientific, obviously. Uh, you have to factor in there a couple of walk uh, walkthroughs, a couple of preseason games. Um, but that's the extent or the body of work. What do the experts think? You say what about where this team is wrapping up today?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they practice enough. I've been pretty honest about that. Now, I do want to say... Not every practice is 70 minutes. That's sort of the low end. They went 90 minutes for entry, uh, uh, as an example, today. Um, So it's generally been anywhere between 70 and 90 minutes. Uh, They went over two hours once when the Patriots were here for the the first day. So it's a little bit more than that. And they have walkthroughs basically all the time. So even when they practice, say for 70 75 minutes they're going to have a walkthrough later that day um so there's sort of two practices but only one uh with a whole lot of energy and obviously you're trying to um you know more of a mental aspect get things down from that standpoint when you're talking about walkthroughs uh so it's much more than that than what you just said joe but when you compare it to other teams around this league, and again, I, I, obviously I don't have the ability uh, to be in all 32 places, but if there's a team that practices less than the Philadelphia Eagles, I'd like to see them. Uh, I will say that.
1: First gathering tonight then, John, for the team since the game on Thursday night. Now, there's a lot of ground to cover um, there's injuries to talk about, there's the Jalen Hurts conversation, Is are we any step closer to closure on that? There's the re- return uh, to the field uh, of Devontae Smith, a lot of that was talked about uh, in the postgame, but this is the first time that everybody has gathered in a practice setting since what was an ugly ugly loss even though it's preseason an ugly loss on thursday night
2: yeah and i think nick sirianni knows that he admitted there wasn't a lot good when you look at the film uh even understanding uh the preseason mentality no game planning just basic vanilla stuff you have to realize the other team's doing that as well i i mean they're not game planning they're just running vanilla stuff so in a lot of ways it comes down to just execution, uh, players mono a mono, doing things better. And obviously, 35 nothing tells you all you need to know about how that went for the Eagles. So uh, I think he was a little bit disappointed. I know he was a little bit uh, disappointed. Um, as far as Jalen Hurts goes, he, he was back at practice, seemed to be 100%. So, I mean, the Eagles are out of the woods there. So I know there was some concern. Obviously, originally you got to rule out COVID nineteen. They did that that night. Um, they also were worried about uh, appendicitis. I was told uh, nothing like that. So it really just was a stomach bug, um, and he was back and should be uh, should be fine moving forward. Uh, Devonte Smith went down again in practice, so that was a scary moment. Looked like an ankle. In a seven-on-seven drill, he was able to come back and and finish the practice and get back into team drills. Although he didn't do a lot, uh, uh, they did throw him the football once after the injury. Uh, it was a quick sort of hitch pattern for about a six-yard gain. Um, and we're going to have to check the injury report when it comes out. For Tuesday and Wednesday, that's when the joint practices uh, with the Eagles and New York Jets start. Uh, and and those will be up in North Jersey uh, at Florham Park, the Jets facility. Um, so, you know, I, I I mean, we've talked about Devontae Smith going back to the draft and you have these sort of people say, and I'm one of them, you can't legislate injuries, but then you start talking about 166-pound guy playing NFL football. And, you know, I've heard it from Jody, for instance. Jody Mack, he'll say, look, he never got hurt in the SEC. Well, the SEC is good, but it's not the NFL. And here we are in 15 uh, training camp practices, as you mentioned, Joe. Two injuries. Make of it what you will.
1: And the season's not even underway. I think he took six or seven snap, snap. Did he play six or seven plays in the game on Thursday night, John?
2: Oh, no. Devontae played uh, basically the whole first half. So he played a, a significant amount. Uh, and he got out of there relatively unscathed. Uh, but here we are again, first practice after the game. And he goes down at least a little bit. Had to be looked at by the training staff. And we'll see, I, you know, and way too early to tell, but, you know, I was told the Eagles are going to, you know, rely on the joint practices more than the third preseason game. So we'll see how they handle uh, playing time for all the starters. But I think it's going to be a lot like you've seen, and they're trying to keep everything under wraps.
1: The one question there, the one follow-up from Thursday night that I did one – I get an update from you on uh, is the uh, latest on Jason Kroom carted off the uh, carted off the field uh, on Thursday night. What's the latest on Kroom? Yeah,
2: he's on injured reserve. He's out for the season uh, Tore the right patellar tendon uh, in his knee and his leg. So uh, he's done for the season unfortunately had to be carted off. It was pretty evident, uh, early on that was going to be a really significant injury. Um, and yeah, he's, he's done for the season. Uh, so it's never good. I, I, you know, I, the Eagles are pretty deep, at tight end as long as Zach Ertz is here. So I don't think Jason was going to make the team, um, anyway. Um, You hate to pile on, but that's just the reality of the situation. Uh, But, yeah, he he suffered a significant injury, uh, and he will be out for the entire season, uh, unfortunately. You mentioned Zach Ertz.
1: Uh, We get closer and closer and closer to the uh, September 12th kickoff in Atlanta, and Zach Ertz is still with us. He's still there. Will he still be there when we get to the 12th of September?
2: Yeah, I mean, unless, you know, the Sam Bradford type situation we always bring up pops up somewhere around the league at at tight ends. And, you know, if you go back to when the Eagles traded Sam Bradford, it was 11 days before the start of the regular season. uh, When Minnesota's quarterback went down, uh, they felt – uh, they were a contender, uh, so they were willing to sort of overpay for Sam Bradford to get a competent option. Um, Zach Ertz is in a similar situation, just the tight end. So if, if you know somebody suffers an injury and they think they're a contender um, and they need a tight end, um, you know Howie Roseman would be willing to listen. otherwise Zach Ertz is going to be here. And if he's going to be here, he's going to play. And I think, as I've stated pretty consistently, you know, Nick Sirianni is coming to the same conclusion that Doug Peterson would come to basically every year and say, my receivers just aren't good enough. So if I have Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, I got to play him. I
1: know you mentioned looking back at the two day or at the practice with the Patriots a Bill Belichick gesture uh, to Zach Ertz, and it may have been just in, you know, just in fun. Uh, Dan Cilio, host of the National Football Show across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m., uh, did push out on Twitter this weekend that there is conversation happening uh, with the Patriots and the Eagles for Zach Ertz. That's what he's putting out there. That's perhaps what he hears. Um, I'm not saying that's true or not, but at this point you're saying you have not heard any of that and you don't expect any of that um, at least today or tomorrow to turn into something.
2: Uh, no, because the Patriots spent a lot of money on, on two tight ends in free agency. And in, in fact, they spent over $10 million uh on, on two different tight ends. So, they're a team that if if one of those guys gets injured, uh, Hunter Henry and John o. Smith, significantly injured because they've been banged up, uh, but they're supposed to be back relatively quickly. Um, if one of those guys went down for a significant period, like a Jason Croom injury, and they were done for the season, then I think the Patriots would revisit it because they want to play a lot of 12 personnel. They want to uh, play... Um, two tight ends, as they've had so much success in the past. If you go back to Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, uh, before the latter went off the rails from a personal perspective, um, they no team has been better at using two tight ends than the Patriots. However, they already have two tight ends, and they're paying a ton of money for those two tight ends. And you can't pay a ton of money for three tight ends unless one of the other ones gets hurt.
1: Football 24-7 with John McMullen. End of week four, day 15 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, if I missed it, John, when you were talking about uh, Jalen Hurts uh, earlier in the broadcast uh, tonight, do you, as an expert,
2: expect Jalen
1: to get any snaps in the
2: game against the Jets? Uh, I was told he's not going to play, uh, but this is before um, the, the game against the Patriots, uh, where he was supposed to play uh, about two series, uh, give or take, um, same as, as week one. So obviously he didn't get to play, and they were hopeful of getting him, you know, if you think about two drives, he had two drives against Pittsburgh and ended up being 10 snaps. You would hope there would be a, a little bit more of a lengthy kind of drive, and maybe you can get that up to 20 um, or something of that nature. Never happened uh, because he got ill. So that might change the Eagles' thinking and say, we got to get this uh, kid some some live reps in the preseason. But I got to tell you, if I were a betting man, I I would go in the other direction because I don't think the Eagles want him to play behind uh, a makeshift offensive line. Uh, They're not going to play Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks and Jason Kelsey uh, just to get Jalen Hurts some snaps. So I think Nick Sirianni's been pretty consistent that he's going to rely on the joint practices and get the work in that way. Uh, but again, it's it's always, you know, they might meet and say, Okay, he didn't play in week two like he was scheduled, so we gotta get him some snaps. But that's sort of a domino effect. And if he's playing, you gotta play other people. So ultimately, as I said, if if you're a betting man, I would go in the opposite direction. John, what when does it become Real for this
1: team. I'm kind of trying to process what you're saying, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, "Well, wait a minute. It's a new first. It's a first year head coach. It's a first year coaching staff across the board. It's Jalen Hurts starting at quarter uh, starting at quarterback. Uh, even though he hasn't been officially named the starter, he's the starter. Uh, their practices through four weeks have not been great." From an offensive standpoint. Oh, by the way, it gets real in a couple of weeks. Like it sounds to me like the Friday game against the Jets is a throwaway, with the exception of the few players trying to get off the bubble and make the fifty-three man
2: roster. Yeah, ultimately I think it is going to be that. Um look, this is an organizational decision. This is uh comes from a nick sirianni the way they've handled Uh, training camp in the preseason. Uh, They made the conscious decision, and Brandon Graham mentioned this today as well, to get uh, the key players as healthy as possible for week one of the regular season. That was the goal. Um, You know, I think if we were up to Nick Sirianni, they would have prepared more. They would prepare more as we get closer to the season. They would practice more. Um, he would play more people, but it's not up to him, uh, as a rookie head coach. Sometimes you got to play the the cards you're dealt and the cards he's dealt here are saying, nope, you're not allowed to play so-and-so, um, because we want them, uh, for week one as healthy as possible. So it's kind of a disconnect from that perspective, um, And I'm writing about this for Philly Boys tomorrow as well. And the fact that, you know, come week one, things will align again and everybody will be on the same page. But until you get to week one, uh, the front office has a different viewpoint um, than the head coach. uh, But the front office obviously makes the final decision. I want to
1: ask you about Nick Sirianni's five values, John. I saw your, I saw you pushed them out on Twitter today. Do those five values
2: make sense? Well, they make sense. I, I mean, you know, he always says number one is connect with people. Um, then it's competitiveness, which we always saw he's been preaching that uh, from day uh from day one from the day which by the way i don't know
1: which by the way just just again i I don't consider myself an expert but just an opinion i'm not really seeing that i'm not seeing that much competitiveness with the exception of with with the exception of um uh with the exception of dillard and my battling it out in the very beginning of practice where where is the competitiveness at, at what positions and how is it taking place? I haven't seen any of it.
2: Well, I, I, I think, you know, and again, this is what I'm writing as, uh, uh, in Philly voice about. So everyone should check that out tomorrow morning. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a disconnect that, uh, you know, you, you, you preach competitiveness and the minutes, um, uh, it shows up in the form of a preseason game you beg off. So there is kind of a a one-eat. And, you know, from the perspective of a guy trying to uh, place his values, as he likes to call them, into the organization, into the culture, look, he's got to get over that hump. And it's a bit hypocritical. Uh, But I do think the players realize it's out of his hand. I think the fans don't care. Um, So ultimately, if they play well in week one, uh, it won't matter. But if they come out and lay an egg, it's going to matter. But, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to preach competitive uh, competition, 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 and then show up and don't compete um, in the preseason. I said 52 to nothing, Joe. 52 to nothing in the last six quarters uh, of preseason football. It took them 88 minutes to convert a third down before they finally did in preseason football. Now, you have the, let's be honest, you have the Stepford fans who say it doesn't matter. Um, But I can tell you this, if the Eagles had outscored the opponent's 52 to nothing. Uh, if the Eagles had gone 11 for 11 on third downs instead of 0 for 11, and I said it doesn't matter, they'd be saying the exact opposite. They would be making their reservations in Southern California for February. The more forward-thinking might be talking about Nick Sirianni in Canton, Ohio. You get the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it only doesn't matter when you say it doesn't matter. Uh, and I don't care what you're playing. And Nick Sirianni was upset and a little less energetic today. 52 nothing is 52 nothing in six quarters, that's the last six quarters of the Philadelphia Eagles in the preseason. That's not good, no matter how you shake it. Doesn't matter, but it's not good.
1: Eagles Camp Recap with John McMullen. It's the end of Week 4, Day 15. The last practice today, uh, as far as training camp is concerned, here in South Philadelphia. The schedule for the upcoming week now, John, prior to the game on Friday, is what?
2: Uh, Monday is the travel day. The Eagles are, are going up there uh, tomorrow. Tuesday and Wednesday are the joint practices with the New York Jets and Florham Park and their facility, similar to last week here with the Patriots, except the Eagles will be the visiting team. Um, Thursday is the walkthrough before the game. Friday, final preseason game at MetLife Stadium uh, against the New York Jets. Uh, and then we get into regular season mode, and the preparation uh, for Week One in Atlanta heats up. Looks like the Jets 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 Jets, Jets found
1: themselves a quarterback. He's slinging the football. Uh, he's playing, and he's he's slinging the football. We shall. Hey, Patrick
2: uh, Mahomes playing. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's playing a little bit. Uh, there, are Aaron Rodgers didn't play. There are certain guys, but. You know, as I point out, Jalen Hurts started four games in his NFL career. He's taken 10 reps in the preseason. I don't know. That wouldn't be the way I would go about this.
1: Speaking of uh, quarterbacks, uh, for those of you keeping score at home, our good buddy Carson Wentz is uh, scheduled to return to the practice field uh, tomorrow. Uh, Good news. He's ahead of the curve uh, in terms of his rehab and his return. What do you know about it?
2: Yeah, it's great news. He's going to be back in a limited fashion. And obviously, you know, we're, we're quite a bit away from week one because of the new NFL schedule. So uh, even after preseason ends after Friday, you have that long period uh, until week one of the regular season uh, where teams can ramp up and Uh, So they gave that big window for Carson Wentz. I think it was five, between five and 12 weeks. It's looking real good. It's only going to be five. And that's obviously good for the Eagles because they want that third, first-round pick, and they need Carson Wentz to play significant snaps to get it. Um, And then you have the big-time insurance policy to get that third, number one pick uh, for next offseason if we – We have to start talking about quarterbacks again.
1: Got so lost in all the minutia and all the noise and everything else. I forgot to ask you about about practice because I do have to get your practice uh, training camp game ball uh, selection before before we disconnect uh, tonight, John. Uh, What did you see inside the bubble uh, in South Philadelphia? Where anything jump out? Anything jump off the field that was... Uh, that was a great play. That was a, a terrific uh, defensive stand. What did you see?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think Josiah Scott, who is the backup nickel corner to Avante Maddox, sort of one of those bubble players. He had a big day, had an interception and a pass breakup on back-to-back plays uh, on in, during seven-on-seven seven drills. Uh, so he had a real positive day. And then uh, Aaron Cipas, the punter, who I think, you know, there was a lot of concern about him. And he's had, number one, he's had a very good training camp, very good preseason, looks like an NFL punter. The Eagles were working on uh, downing the football inside the 5, 10-yard line. And I got to tell you, Joe, he was phenomenal phenomenal, at, at putting these footballs exactly where you wanted them, Um Pretty amazing to see, and we're when we're in the bubble, we are really uptight, really close. You can—it's a lot easier uh, to get a feel for things. We can hear the coaches' instruction. We can hear the coaches encouraging players, criticizing players, yelling at players. Um, so it was really interesting. And Aaron Aaron Cipos, uh, had a big day. But I can't give the game ball to a punter, so oh, I'm going to give it to Josiah I, Scott. I I was I was almost
1: going to expect you to make that call, Johnny Mac.
2: Yeah, I can't do it. I, I'd like to do it, but I can't do it. And, I, and if I'm giving the game ball to a punter, um, that's not good news for the Eagles.
1: By the way, you may see that point. You may see him a lot in the 2021 uh 2021 uh season last question john before i let you retire for the night here on a Sunday. again it's our eagles camp recap with john mcmullen day 15 across the jacob media youtube channel Uh, john you're a smart man (laughs) tell me where this team is right now the truth where is this football team
2: Uh, I think they're better than they – look. well, they have to be better than they looked in the preseason. But uh, they really aren't playing anybody. Uh, They really aren't showing anything. Uh, Practice is a lot different. There's a lot more, for instance, Jalen Hurts running the football. That's going to be a big part of this offense. Uh, Zone reads, RPOs. uh, And we saw it again today. These are not the types of things – the Eagles are showing in the preseason. Uh, but, you know, this offense has a lot of problems. Um, the receivers haven't been good. Uh, the one who is good keeps getting hurt. Uh, the quarterback, as I mentioned, needs some experience. You need some reps. Um, I think the offensive line is going to be fine. Uh, Miles Sanders keeps dropping the football. I I think it's going to be ugly early in the season because the Eagles haven't prepared like they should prepare because they they made a cost benefit analysis and they feel getting to week one healthy is more important than extra preparation. So I can see both sides of the argument. I'm just one of those people who think you can't legislate injuries. So it might feel a little bit better when you lose someone in the regular season uh, versus in the preseason, because at least the regular season game matters. But football's a contact sport. Football's a tough sport. Everybody deals with injuries. I'm old school. You got to prepare to win football games. John
1: McMullen with our Eagles camp recap. The end of week four, day 15, one programming reminder the Eagle season kicks off, of course, on September 12th, and so does the live post-game show with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, Lane Johnson, and John McMullen, right, right here across the YouTube channel, the Jacob Media YouTube channel, and a big announcement coming next week regarding the live post-game show. Keep it here. Big, big news, John. Uh, coming to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We'll put that out next week uh, as well. Uh, great job by you uh, again as the end end of week four, day 15, uh, comes to a close. Thanks, Johnny Mac.
2: Hey, thank you, Krause. And that's four big names and yeah, you get me as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll take you, brother. Listen, you're in the byline, brother. That's all that matters. Uh, that's all that matters. All, all right. right, brother. All right, good stuff. See you next time, everybody.